Everybody, it's Marguerite Crespillo here with Real Estate Real World. And I don't know about you, but we are in a fast frenzy to get ready for the holidays. And so I wanted to take a few minutes out of our busy schedule and get somebody very special on our call today. So please help me welcome my good friend, John Pyron. I am going to let you go through and do your bio, John. So welcome. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come and talk with you and your team and your audience, and what a privilege. I can't say thank you enough. So, anyways, my background is, uh, number one, I was born at a very early age, a little small town called Dallas, Texas. And oh, my. Yeah, yeah. In fact, back in the late 80s, um, well, not late 80s, late 70s, early 80s, uh, I lived in a little town called Grand Prairie outside of Dallas. And it was back in those days where you can actually, your kids can walk to school and you weren't really worried about it, right? Yeah, a whole lot days. different than it is today. And so my mom had decided to move us to California, so a whole different state. And now I know you have kids and I have kids and a lot of the people in the audience has have kids and uh, you would imagine, hey, if you're going to move your child to a different state, you would pick another nice, safe town where, you know, they can continue to walk to school and, you know, life would be good, right? Right. Uh, n- not, not my mom. My mom had not gotten <laughs> the memo, and she moved us to East Oakland, California. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> you know. And so back in 1982, there was a guy named Felix Mitchell. He was one of the most notorious gangsters of all time. And we moved to 69th Avenue and East 14th Street, which was on the same street that his gang was at. And she had not gotten the memo that it wasn't safe for your kid to walk to school. So I used to walk to Havens Court Junior High at 65th and East 14th every day. And I got very good, though. It was, you know, out of every adversity, there's an a equal or greater benefit. And I, be, I learned how to run very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, no kidding. And um, and one of the things that it taught me is, you know what, it doesn't really matter what circumstance you're thrown into. Um, every human being can adapt. And every human being can adapt to their situation and make it through it. And so even though it was a dark time in my life, um, I made it through that. Now, fast forward a couple of years later, I was homeless at age 17 and a half. Literally was homeless. I lived in a trailer with no windows uh, on it and behind this lady's house. If you fast forward to October 24, 2010, I'm being featured in the Sacramento Business Journal on the center page because I had built a company from zero to a million bucks in three years. And so now why do I say all this? Well, no matter where you've come from, no matter what your past has been, no matter where you're at today, maybe 2014 was a phenomenal year for you. Maybe 2014 wasn't such a phenomenal year. And you're sitting there beating yourself up over and you're going, man, here we go, we're another year older, you know, and nothing's changed for me. Well, I want you to know that you can draw a line at any time. And it doesn't really matter where your past is, doesn't matter where you grew up, what... um, you know, what your background is, you can change. Things can be different for you. And I know that because I've been through it. So I've been homeless, and I've been a CEO of a million-dollar company making lots and lots of money and cars and houses and all that other stuff. And so anything is possible. And so through that background, I ended up building two more really good companies, sold the last one in uh, June 1st of 2013, And that's when I decided to start pursuing a career in public speaking and coaching. And so today I lead a mastermind group that's in about 158 people in six different countries. I lead uh, business owners, several real estate people all across the country, and I coach them, train them in their individual businesses. So that's kind of my background. So what do you think, you know, in dealing with all these different personality types and um, and and in learning to coach and train people, what do you think is the number one thing that holds people back? What keeps them from really 
really accomplishing their goals? You know, that is um, that is a phenomenal question, and I didn't really understand the answer to that question until I started coaching a lot of people. And one of the things I've discovered is, you know, we, we all grow up and we go, okay, you know, we got to get outside of our comfort zone, right? We've got to expand our comfort zone. And one of the things I've discovered is there's a flip side to that. And that is if you expand your comfort zone and you get outside of your comfort zone, but you don't grow as an individual or as a person, you'll go right back to your comfort zone. And so even though you might try something new, you might you know get some new training, um, you know, most people will become a real estate agent and they go to the trainings and they get outside of their comfort zone and they start going out and doing all the activities, but they don't focus on personal growth. And as a result, they start having success. Their self-image doesn't catch up with that. And you've seen these people. You know, maybe it's it's happened. I know what's happened to me from time to time is I will self-sabotage. You know, so comfort zones are a big deal. And expanding your comfort zone, what holds most people back is not plugging into the right training, not working with somebody on a, a coaching or consulting level, but more importantly, not investing in themselves, not focusing on growing as a person. See, if we all had the answers, if we all knew exactly what to go do, we would go do it. You know, it's but, funny, I see, um, oh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go I, ahead. I see a lot of people hesitating to spend money on personal development. I, I think they think, well, you know, I can go do that on my own or I can figure that out later or when I have the money, I'll do that. And I know for myself, I jumped right into that world. I mean, within three months of being in real estate, I immediately signed up for a coaching program. And I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars, I'd like to say hundreds of thousands of dollars on, you know, personal development and training, which I think is huge into what it contributes to what I do now. But so many people don't do that. They hesitate in that one little place. They don't wanna they don't wanna do that or spend the money. Why why do you think that is? Primarily uh fear, I would say. You know, fear of the unknown. It's something new. You know, people are naturally gravitate away from accountability. And especially in men, uh, men are great at compartmentalizing their lives. And, you know, they may look good on the outside, but, you know, be miserable on the inside because they're doing something they shouldn't be doing or they're not, you know, performing at a high level and they know it. And... What I, what I find what you know, helps people grow the most is finding somebody that they trust, that they respect, that will tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And it could be a paid coach. It could be a mentor. It could be, you know, a personal friend. Somebody that stretches you to become better than you are. We all have the answer inside of us. We all have that greatness already inside of us. It's like, you know, if you follow football, Mark Sanchez uh, used to play for the Jets for, you know, I think six, five or six years. And he completely stunk it up as, as, a, as a quarterback. <laughs> he gets transferred over to the Eagles, and now he's a stud. And I was listening to an article um, somebody did on ESPN about three weeks ago, and they were doing a comparison. Okay, what's different? It's still Mark Sanchez. And one of the things they pointed out is it's a different coach. It's a different style of coaching. This new coach has been able to identify strengths uh, and gifts and talents in Mark Sanchez that Rex Ryan couldn't do. And as a result, he's a better person. He's operating and performing at his higher potential. Is it any magic in the coach? No, the coach just simply pointed out the stuff that was already there. And that's what a good coach does, right? So you, you've you've dealt with uh, with uh, probably good coaches and bad coaches, right? Yes, agreed. And so the good coaches that you've dealt with, what has been the trademarks of those people? 
You know, I think that the most valuable part that I've seen with a good coach is somebody just showing you how to think differently, how to maybe take the same situation um, but look at it through different eyes. And learning how to put myself in somebody else's shoes has been incredibly valuable. How can I see, you know, really what someone else's experience is? And when I can see that, then I can figure out how I can improve my experience or how I can improve my my training or support or, you know, whatever it is that I need to help them with once I can see through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think, so when real estate people, when somebody comes into real estate, you know, whether they're brand new or they've been around for a while, one of the things that I consistently run across is people continually try to figure it out on their own, right? right. Or they'll invest in a program or you know, they go to a seminar and get all motivated and pumped up and then they buy the package that gets sold at the end and then it goes on the shelf. And so one of the things that I wanted to share with the audience is Hey, what are some of the practical things that you can do right now? What are some of the things that you can do right now and make it a part of your 2015 plan to where next year is truly going to be different than it was this year? So would you mind if I go through that real quick? That would be fantastic. Okay. So one of the things is to finish 14 strong. Finish this year Really, really strong. Unless you, if you already have, you know, if you specifically decided, hey, the last two and a half weeks of 2014, I'm going on vacation, then God bless you, go have fun. But if you don't have an actual vacation plan, you didn't strategic, you didn't purposely, on purpose plan to take time off, the next two and a half weeks will set you up for tremendous success in 2015. So here's a law called momentum. And Momentum works just like, you know, if we picture a mile-long train. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to get that train going. And once it's going, there's not that much that can stop it. It takes a very long time, sometimes two and three miles, for a train going 50 miles an hour to come to a complete stop. And so if you picture that and you take that and apply it to, okay, I'm a real estate person. And, you know, nobody's selling homes this time of the year and, you know, and, you know, pretty much everything's shut down until the middle of January, February. That's what I hear a lot of, right? right? The ones that don't see a dip in it are the ones that say, okay, this time of the year, especially the Christmas and holiday season, is the best time of the year to deepen and develop new relationships. Now, why is that? People are in a very good mood this time of the year. They're more open to talking to you and saying hi. There's all kinds of Christmas and holiday parties. I mean, you can develop, and real estate's all about developing relationships. Mm-hmm. So what I tell sure. people is, you know what, go into 2014, finish it strong by developing as many possible relationships as you can you can get over the next two and a half weeks. There's an analogy I share with uh, with people when I'm teaching them about their perfect prospect. And we're in Sacramento, California. So in Sacramento, there there's a river called the American River. It flows upstream towards the Folsom Dam. And in between the Folsom Dam is a place called Nimbus Lake. Yep. And there's a dam there. It's about 75 feet high. The Folsom Dam is about 150 feet high. In Folsom Lake, there are all kinds of fish. Right below Nimbus Dam, there's a hatchery that specifically is for salmon. And around September, October, and November, sometimes in December time frame, salmon migrate up from the ocean, they spawn and they climb a ladder, and that's where they hang out. So if I came to you and Joe's house, Marguerite, and I said, hey, Marguerite, you know, why don't me, you and Joe and Shinmei, my wife is Shinmei, why don't we go fishing? Go, oh, yeah, it sounds good. We go fishing. We put our poles in the in the car and we head over to Folsom Lake and we toss the pole in the water and it doesn't really matter what we catch, right? We weren't very specific about it. We're just going fishing, right? But if we wanted to go salmon fishing, we wouldn't go over to Folsom Lake. Right. We'd go hang out over by the hatchery 
we'd have the right pole with the right bait. Why? Because that's where the salmon fish. But more importantly, here's and here's a big lesson for, you know, salmon swim with other salmon. They're not hanging out with bass. They're not okay. hanging out with sturgeon. They're not hanging out with other types of fish. Over the holiday season, every single one of your customers that you have sold to or that you know that own a home or that you know that have rented a home, right? Every single one of the people that are your prospective clients, they all are hanging out with other clients just like them. Exactly. Yeah. And so how do you get out there and meet those new people? And so what are some of the ways that you practically go out and network and leverage your time during the holiday season? Well, you know, what's interesting, too, is that um, I always tell people what they're doing today is 90 days out. Mm-hmm. And so when agents say they're dead at Christmas, that's because around October they start slacking, thinking, well, nobody's going to buy during the holidays, so why bother? So next mm-hmm. thing you know, they're dead in the water in December, January. All of a sudden, January, they start hustling, and you start seeing sales around March, April. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's my, kind of uh, weird. I, I hired a coach, uh, started working with a guy named Dave Vanny back in February of 1996. I hired him as my sales coach. And um, one of the things that he always taught me is the the principle of what he calls the hopper, which some people know as the pipeline, right? And the rule is, is you can never stop generating leads. If you have a 90-day sales cycle, if you have a 30-day sales cycle, if you have a six-month sales cycle, when he taught me this principle, I had a six-and-a-half-month sales cycle. I was at some oh very high-end uh, IT projects where my average sale was about $75,000. And so it was a long sales cycle, right? But one of the principles I learned is what I do today is going to affect me six months from now. Mm-hmm. And if I have, you know, a break this week or next week, I'm going to experience that same break as far as a result six months from now. And so if you're in real estate and you said, okay, well, you know, nobody's buying in December and January, so you slack off in October and November, you know, yeah, you're right. December's going to be slow for you. January's going to be slow for you. And guess what? Because you're not doing anything in December or January, you're right. March, April are going to be slow. So how do you fix it right now? Right. So that's what we need to know. The thing is, is is we all are our own worst critic, right? We all beat ourselves up better than anybody else. And so if you if if that's you, you've been slacking off and your your pipeline's empty. You know, today could be the first day of the rest of your life. And and you got my permission to draw a line in the sand and go, listen, from this day forward, not going to do it anymore. Get a clean slate. I had a privilege of interviewing a guy named Ben Gay the Third. On a, ben Gay? Um, his name is Ben Gay the Third. Mm-hmm. He was Napoleon Hill's coach. Right? Oh, wow. Coached Napoleon Hill. He was on my Clean Slate Club call back in June. And I said, you know what, what, are, what, is, what are the biggest lessons you learned from Napoleon Hill? And he says, you know what, one of the things we used to talk about all the time is that every single day is a clean slate. So I said, well, how do you, how, what do you mean by is Determine how much you're going to earn in a year. Divide that by 365 days, and all you got to focus on is making that much money that day. And at the end of the day, you're not allowed any carryover. You have to draw a line in the sand the next day and do a clean slate the next day as well. And he says, you know what, if you do that, that enough days in a row, pretty soon you're going to be earning that kind of money every day. And I never forgot that. And what I tell people is, you know what, stop beating yourself up. And draw a line in the sand. Today is December 15th. Well, guess what? 
you can draw a line in the sand, and you say, okay, from this point forward, I'm going to come up with a, a track to run on, right? There's a good book out there called uh, The Feldman Method. It's by a the what? Uh, okay. It's called The Feldman Method. Feldman Method. Hmm. Ben, I mean, Ben Feldman back in the 40s and 50s is the number one life insurance agent of all time. And when he first got started, his manager said, you know what, Ben, all I want you to focus on is writing three policies a week. That's it. If not, if you don't do anything else, just write three policies a week. So Ben was in life insurance for 40-something years. He still holds the records for the largest month and the largest day. Wow. Billions of dollars in life insurance. At the end of his career, he was still just writing three policies a week. And so here's Isn't the tip. Come up with what your track to run is. You know, How many new relationships do you want to meet on a daily or weekly basis? How many new people do you want to make connection with? And you can start today. You can say, okay, I'm going to meet two new people a day. And then if you just focus on that, I'm going to meet two new people a day, and you never stop, you'll never have a dip in your hopper. Because if you draw a funnel... Can you imagine just at the end of one year, you'd have, what, 700 and... I'm terrible at math, so... <clears throat> Well, I happen to have my handy-dandy calculator here because I'm okay. terrible at math, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, that's 730 new people. A year, just a year. And if you, you know, then you you go to the compound effect, right? You start Times looking at the compound 70, effect. 7,300 people over 10 years. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Now, check this out. And then this gets back to the salmon analogy, Right? You want you want leads, you want referrals, right? I want here's 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 a homework assignment for everyone. I have all of my clients going through this right now. And out of all my clients I have a real estate broker in Huntsville, Alabama. I have one of the top real estate brokers in San Diego. And they're all going through this exercise. And that is sit down and write it write out every single person you know, every single person you've ever sold a property to every single person you ever listed a property with. Because here's the deal. The average funeral in this country is 250 people in attendance. The average wedding, 250 people in attendance. So what that means is over our lifetime, you and I have influence with about 250 people, either directly or indirectly. Is it safe to say, and this is a question for you, Marguerite, is it safe to say that every one of those people know at least four people? Oh, yeah. Technically, each just, one of those knows 250, like right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so let's say you sit down and you got got 100 people that you know. Times that by four. That's 400 referrals that are just sitting there waiting for you. Now, here's the cool thing. You don't have to just do this once. Right. You can literally do this. I would I would say it's easy to say that an average human being will meet at least four new people every month just like them. And so here's the Well, what's system. interesting is that... Oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say what's interesting is that the, the biggest challenge seems is that many people just don't keep in contact or don't have a system, and you are going to go into your system. So let's hear about your system. So the system, especially in real estate, okay, and, and, and this applies to any sales job in any industry, people care about themselves. Okay? We all care about ourselves. If somebody were to give us something of value, we would appreciate it. We look for things of value, things that are worth our time. And so one of the things I tell people is, number one, never stop adding leads to your database. And what's a lead? Lead is a name, phone number, email address, somebody in your target market. But one of the things you want to come up with is, okay, what what is some value that I can add to that person 
that has standalone value. In other words, it's something they can give out that has, they, they can receive value. Maybe it's an article. Maybe it's a video that you appreciated. Maybe it's um, you know something that you got value out of. You know, maybe it's um, you know uh, a postcard that you got. Maybe, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's a show that you watched, a YouTube video that you watched that you had that had an impact on you. Okay. What I tell people is keep a a folder where you collect these things. Because if you liked it, guess what? Other people liked it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then with technology the way it is, you can systematically drip it out to those people. Hey, Joe, I was just thinking about you the other day. Here's something of value. You know, give me a, a good example. Uh, once a week on a Saturday, I sit down and I spend about a half hour and I go through certain YouTube channels and I watch several videos just a way for me to motivate and feed my brain. And whenever I come across one that has an impact, I throw it out on various different Facebook groups that I'm a part of. And then all of a sudden it starts going viral. People share it. People like it. Uh, I don't do anything other than, hey, I got something out of this and I asked a question. Well, now I've done that so consistently over the last two years that I get... All the time I get requests for speaking engagements, I get requests for you know training, I get requests for you know the last eight clients that that I brought on they set their appointment with me, not the other way around and so in real estate, you think about it, you have a captured audience exactly you want to be known as a person of value, not just hey, you know are you ready to list your home you ready to list your home you ready to list your home you ready to list your home. You know, it's it's developing that relationship over time where you're known as a person of of value that you're not going to waste their time. You actually care. And I think that uh, I, I think what I see a lot is that <clears throat> at least the typical agents that I know many times are just so focused on what can I get from you? How can I get business from you? Like. I learned something recently about the importance of your intention. You know, there, it's one thing to do something, but is that really your intention? Is your intention in giving value, simply giving value with the uh, intention or the hopes that they're going to give something back, or are you truly giving? And I think when you're truly giving and you're truly, your intention is to truly help somebody else and help them, you know, with whatever they're doing in their life, then that business just automatically comes back to you because they know that you're genuine. They know that your intent is pure. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah, makes total sense. It's and like so. Uh, I think you got to really pay attention to, you know, when you when you are doing all those things. Is your intention to really genuinely help someone, or is your intention just to get the next deal? Mhm. Mm yeah, I mean that, and that's huge. That is a huge distinction. The most successful people. Uh, that I know of, you know, in, in all walks of life, but especially in real estate, they it's not even a sales process for them, right? It's, it's hey, you know, how can I add value? What is this person actually looking for? You know, instead of going out and showing them a property, right, they spend a lot more time understanding, okay, what is it this person is looking for? You know, what, are they, what is it they want in a house? You know, one of the uh, strategic partnerships that I uh, set up this past year was a guy named with a, with a guy named Grant Cardone, and we're customizing uh, a program for next year right now. But one of the things I was listening to on one of his podcasts, he said, "You know what? He's a view person. Right? He he is more excited about the view of where he lives at. You know, when he's standing on the deck of his home." He is he is sold on is the view that I'm looking at am I looking out on a valley that is you know, can I see myself sitting out here in the morning with a cup of coffee and just being relaxed and excited about this view? And he says he can't tell you how many real estate people have showed him a house and they wanted to focus on the ceilings or the closet or the rooms or this other stuff and never took the time to ask him, okay, what is it that you're interested in as it relates to a home? 
And that's a big distinction. You, yeah, it is. You have to really come from a place of, okay, you really want to make a big difference in real estate. You know, if you're an agent listening to this this podcast, one of the best things that you can do is sit back and go, okay, I got I got a new lead. What are some of the questions that I can ask this person to truly understand what's important to them? And if you want a really good book to get that will help you develop the skill, because it is a skill. And it's one thing to have the heart for it. We also have to have the skill in asking the questions. And there's a good book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. One of the greats of all time. Yep. By Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about that book, and I don't know if you ever noticed this, Marie, is the book is actually 31 chapters. The 31st chapter being just a story. But I learned this from a guy named Jim Floor back in uh, 1992, and that is, you know what, if you just do, treat it like a daily journal type thing or a daily uh, regimen, is just read yeah, one read chapter, one chapter a, day a day for 30 days. That's a great idea. I never, no, I never noticed that it had 31 chapters. I've read the book before, though. Yeah. I think it's about time you to pull it out again. <laughs> it's a great book. Great book, but you get the nail on the head. It's like you can, you can deliver value all you want, but if your intention is not to add true value, they'll see it a mile away. Yeah, they can see it coming. Now, I want to tell a personal story real quick. There was years, many, many years, where... You know, I had built, in fact, the last three years of my IT company. You know, I built the company as fast as I did because I was very focused on adding a tremendous amount of value. But one of the things that happened, and John Maxwell talks about this, is called the law of the lid. And that is, the company will never grow beyond the image of the CEO. And my company had outgrown me. I became very me-focused became very money-focused, became very John-focused. And you know, I was my war- own worst enemy. And so when I looked at adding value to people, it was it, it had a definite strings-attached uh, type of thing. And i got to tell you, you know, it became an issue where, you know, and if, if you listen to this call and this is you, you know it, you'll know if it's you because I knew in my heart of heart I knew exactly what I needed to do to create value for people, but I knew in my heart of hearts that it was all self-serving. And as a result, it wasn't serving me. In fact, I started watching things crumble as a result. And it wasn't until I got that fixed, and it was a personal thing of mine that I had to get fixed. I actually had to reach out to a friend of mine and said, listen, it's not working for me. I I have a heart issue. I have to fix this. Right. And when I took the time and the energy to do that, that made all the difference in the world. So how do you think, like, what what happened that opened your eyes to that? Like, when you was there a moment or a day that you remember when you said, this is bigger than me, I need, I need some help? Yes. Yes, I had sold uh, my IT company and um, got a great price for it. And I started getting into public speaking, representing uh, somebody else's brand. And I started having a tremendous amount of success with that. And the money started coming. But one of the things that I discovered in public speaking is uh, you have to be very... Uh, servant-focused if you're going to succeed in that space. And I ran into a wall to where I went three months in a row with no success. And I was coming from a place of I had built all... I'd done a ton of really successful stuff in my life and nothing was working. Couldn't make a sale, couldn't get a client, none of that stuff. And I finally said, you know what? This ain't working for me. I remember reaching out to my buddy Dave. And I said, you know what? 
uh, I got a problem. Houston, I have a problem. <laughs> I, and I remember sitting down with Dave, and I said, you know what? Um, uh, I'm not happy with me. I'm not. I've, I've, I've spent all my energies and efforts focused on outward stuff over the last several years. And I found myself being completely lost. And we did some some personal growth work. I got, uh, you know, I had a heart, you know, my my background is I, I'm a man of faith. I have a Christian background. And I had not, I had completely not wanted that as a part of my life for a while. Right. And I finally said, you know what, I'm done running my life. And rededicated my heart to God and restarted focusing uh, my energies and efforts. And, and it came to me uh, literally the first week of March last year, or actually this year. This is, We're still 2014. Right. And after I had done that, you know, it's like God said to me, it's like, you know what, John, I want you to go find 20 people that you can serve. And I actually had the heart to go do it. I don't care if they pay you or they don't pay you. I want you to find 20 people that you can help. You've built lots of businesses. You've read, you know, thousands of hours of uh, books and training. And, and, you know, you can help. You know, I created you for a purpose. And really the purpose came down to, for me, is I love helping people. And um, I'm a very effective coach. And I never knew that until I was able to get my heart right. And as a result of pouring my heart and soul into 20 people. I found 20 people in about uh, 32 days. Oh, my goodness. Some of them I took on for free. You know? But then all of a sudden, the money started coming, and now it's like I built it into a six-figure business in less than, I think, six months. But it was a very big lesson for me. And it was huge. It was a huge distinction, and that is, you know what? You can't get you you can you can get uh, you can build a million dollar company like Donald Trump, right? But if you don't really care about people, it's a very lonely place. Yeah, most definitely. A very lonely place, and the fact is, we're all going to die someday, and um, there's only so many U-Hauls we can pull behind that hearse. <laughs> for know? sure, for sure. <laughs> And so that's really what happened is I, I got to a point, and what's funny is I don't think it was by accident because two and a half years prior, the same thing happened to my mentor, Dave, the guy I called. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How funny. And, uh, you know, here's a guy that, you know, uh, made over a million bucks a year. Yeah. You know, and lost it all, and it was because there's a bigger purpose for him, and there's a bigger purpose for me. And there's a bigger purpose. We all have a, our own unique gift and talent. If you think about it, none of us have, there's nobody else on this planet out of 6.9 billion people that have our fingerprints. Most definitely. Nobody else has our DNA structure. We're unique. And one of the best books I think I've read over this last year is a book called The One Thing. Like oh, Kelly. I've just read that book too. That was awesome. You know, it's about every single one of us has a unique gift and talent. And if we build our business around our unique gift and talent, we're going to have a whole lot more fun. And so my wife, she's uh, she just got a real estate license. She listed her license with you and your company, right? Yeah. And we were having a conversation the other day, and she says, I just don't think I'm a sales-type person. And I said, uh, uh, okay. I said, but you are a real a relationship person. She said, yes. And I said, you know what? It doesn't matter if you're a salesperson, relationship person. You have a unique gift and talent. And if we build your real estate business around your unique gift and talent, it's going practice to you. You know, there's a great um, saying called get rich in your niche. And if somebody really sits down and writes down an avatar of what their ideal client is, 
you know, what's that person's age, um, you know, what what's their life look like, you know, are they married, are they not married, do they have kids, do they not have kids, um, what kind of things do they like to do, you know, what what kind of what kind of work do they do for a living? If you sit down and you write all that out of who your ideal client would look like, mm-hmm. the irony is that most of the time they look a lot like you do. Mm-hmm. And if you focus on just finding great people that you like, your mm-hmm. business becomes easy because you're working mm-hmm. with people that are going to know you, like you, and trust you because they're just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if we all focus more on just being our authentic self, you know, this world would be a whole lot better place because if you really believe that, hey, you know what, you weren't created by accident, I mean, to think about my own son, Preston. Right. We we started trying to have him uh, back in 1997. And when Shin found out she couldn't get pregnant, she had actually had a tube removed and all that stuff. And it was like physically, we went through three in vitros, paid about, I don't know, 55 grand in personal cash. All three of them failed. Right? The day we, she she basically said to me, I'm done. I'm not, uh, we'll, we'll go and adopt. And so for the next two or three months, we just traveled, and then, bam, she got pregnant. <laughs> Isn't it funny how it seems to happen? That's pretty common yeah. that it happens that way. What was interesting, though, is the last in vitro we went through, we paid more money for the last one because we did all kinds of just a boatload of amount of tests to determine, okay, why are these failing? Right. And scientifically, they said there's just, just no way you're going to be able to get pregnant. Right, and so for the fact that Preston is even alive is a one in six point nine billion chance, right? Wow! And it's not just him, right? It's it's you, it's me, it's everybody listening to this call, and everybody that will ever listen to this call down the road. Is if you can just take the time out and get really resonated with the fact that you're not here by accident. What is your purpose? You know, you have a unique purpose. And if you don't know what that is, find somebody that you trust that you can explore with to find out what that unique purpose is. And then give it to the world, man. I mean, it's... yeah. The, the worst worst possible um, thing that can happen in your life is for you to die without the world knowing your story. Well, you're just depriving the world, you know. I mean, there's so much that each human being has to offer, and and it's your obligation, you know, to share that with the world, I believe. You know, it's really your responsibility and your obligation to to share that. And by not doing it, you're disrespecting your maker, so to speak, is the way I like to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, Remember the movie, um, uh, the guy was homeless in, in Oakland, and all of a sudden he, he wanted to become a hedge fund guy. Oh, I do. I can't remember the name uh, of it. Uh, Will Smith was in it. Will yeah, Smith Will Smith was in, was that in movie. it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can do uh, it fast enough, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, the purpose the purpose is he was he, he you know hard times, right? Experienced a tremendous amount of pressure, and went through a, a boatload of of challenges, and now he gets to tell his story. Well, the pursuit of happiness. Did. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was it? The pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. And one of the things about that story is it's a tremendous um, uh, story of, you know, facing challenges and overcoming obstacles. And and you know what? If you're listening to this 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 call, this podcast, ask yourself, okay, what are some, you've been through some stuff. Every single one of us has been through stuff. Do you know that if you don't share your story with somebody else, you may be that one piece of hope. Can you imagine being the guy 
that was talking at a, at a college campus or an audience, and you said something in that speech that was the tipping point for Steve Jobs. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can probably remember. I, I know I can. I can remember a specific speech I was in in 1991. Guy named Jay Kuchia was sharing up there, and he, he said one one sentence, and that's the one sentence I remember, and that is, you know what? If you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. And that one sentence, I think the ticket cost 190 to 49 bucks to be there. Had I not paid the 145 bucks, had I been in the restroom when he said that one sentence, I, I don't. I mean, that was the one phrase that changed my life. You know, and it's funny. I think that you never really know. Like you can never underestimate a situation or a person because you never know where that gem is going to come from. You know, I think that that's probably the greatest lesson I've learned is that I think sometimes we expect the great wisdom, you know, to come from these, you know, high-profile people. And many times it does. I mean, don't get me wrong. But sometimes that that inspiration comes from a simple conversation that you've had with somebody or, you know, an event you attended that maybe you didn't want to attend. Or many times it's when you finally let go, you know. And you just let go to see what um, – you finally let go of what your expectations are. And when you let go of those expectations, you'll be amazed at what shows up on your front door. Mm-hmm. And so to give people, because I know we're running out of time, to give them a, an actual plan of action is, you know what? Just get up a half hour extra early in the morning. Get up a half hour extra early in the morning and plan out your day. And ask yourself questions like, okay, Divide your life into into a couple of different categories. Okay, spiritual life, spiritual faith, whatever you want to call it. Uh, your family life, your business, your job, uh, your fitness, your health, fun, friends, right? And just think to yourself, okay, what do I want to accomplish in these one each these areas? You know, plan out your day. And if you do that enough days consistently, and then because you're in real estate. There's three key things you got to get yourself to do every day. No matter what happens, no matter if the, you know, the 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 cat has diarrhea, you know, or, you know, something happens, you know, with the home, if you get yourself to do these three things, you'll always succeed in real estate. And that is you got to generate leads. You got to you got to do lead generation. And if you don't know how to do lead generation, or reach got all kinds of stuff systems on how to generate leads. Yeah. Okay. You got to generate leads every single day. You got to run. You got to set and run appointments every single day. Okay, and then when you get the appointments, you have to convert them in a systematic format. Right? You have to know exactly what you're going to do when you get the appointment and run it. So if the only thing you ever do in life, in business, in real estate, is to generate leads every day and make phone calls to set appointments, if you get yourself to do those two things. And it doesn't have to be, you've seen all these things, oh, I made 120 calls today. It's like, okay, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about adding a set amount of leads that you personally can commit to. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It only matters what you're doing. How many leads are you going to add to your database today? How many phone calls are you going to make today? Exactly. And I'm going to send Marguerite a bunch of free resources. If you want to share them out, you can, but there's some YouTube videos I recorded up there that are free to the public on, you know, uh, I did a, I did one on an appointment setting system, how to nurture a group of leads to where you never have to make a cold call. You know, and it's a whole that value-added is, system. That is awesome. Yeah, that yeah. one's fantastic. Yeah, be sure to um, – we'll be posting your link to your website, John. So if people have any interest in checking out all of your stuff, uh, we'll be posting that on our page, and people can head on over there and get all kinds of resources. And um, we'll add some of those resources in here. So if you want to get those sent over to me, John, we'll add it it up to our post. But this has been just an awesome podcast, and I'm so grateful that uh, you were able to take the time out today. I know we kind of pushed you in last minute, so I really appreciate it. 
I think we got some great tips for our people for the year. Anything else you want to add on? No, just enjoy yourself. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. We, we were meant to live it abundantly, and, and we're talking about abundance both in financial wealth, spirituality, uh, relationships that are the closest to us, our health, our fitness. Um, one of the best books you can possibly get right now, or actually get it on audio, is uh, a book called The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Hi, yes, I downloaded And I actually ordered his planner. Um, oh, yeah, so I got planner. an I got an email planner's from, a, from, the planner's I got a life from them today so asking yeah. me to give them a call. So I'm not sure if it's a sales pitch or something, but I'm excited to give them a call and talk to them. So it, the planner's awesome. The, ten yeah, the planner's a life cool. changer. I, I uh, had a client of mine, Grant, Grant Perry, who's been in business and sales for 43 years. Grant's 63 years old. He's back in Tampa. He's been the CEO of five Fortune 500 companies. And uh, I've uh, been coaching with him since um, uh, July. So in July, he called me up, hired me as his coach. And, and I introduced him to that planner September 1. And he called me up two and a half weeks in. So he goes, I hate this freaking planner. <laughs> I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I've never had to do more work in my entire life. This sucks. But you know what? I'm going to continue to do it because the thing that, that I am getting very clear on is it makes you write your goals out twice a day. Exactly. And and he says, you know what? Uh, I was just talking to him. Uh, he led a, a call for me this morning. He goes, he goes, I am more clear on where I'm going now at 63 than I've ever been in my life. Yeah, isn't that crazy? No, yeah. it's fantastic. And so, and so the key takeaway from this call Invest in yourself. Make sure you're reading books. Make sure you're listening to podcasts and audios and, and videos and and find somebody to coach with. You know, even Michael Jordan had a coach and he was number one. You know? Absolutely. And Absolutely. and enjoy your life and live it abundantly in every area. That's the biggest takeaway. Well, thank you so much, John. Again, this has been just an awesome podcast, and I'll be sharing it on my page, and hopefully you'll share it out with your people too. So I will. Was, I will. Thank you so awesome. much. Have a wonderful All holiday right. season.